Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And this is MDK Presents Ben Galley. Ben, tell the folks who you are and what you do. Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm Ben Galley. Uh, I'm a British author who lives in the West Coast of Canada these days. I'm a writer of dark and epic fantasy. Uh, I've got a couple of series out, 15 books over the last 10 years. I uh, have series, Scouts and Chronicles, uh, Chasing Graves trilogy as well. Um, I'm forgetting all of them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. 15 Stone. books. Over the last 10 years. <laughs> you say 15 books over the last 10 years. I thought it was uh, 16 books. Oh, God, this, this all feels I'll so leave. anticlimactic. I'll get my throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm losing count. Um, but yeah, just writing is my passion. Dark fantasy and epic fantasy and making readers kind of want to throw my book across the room or uh, you know, shout at me on Twitter is always fun. And it's, I, as far as I'm concerned, the best job in the world. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this, actually. This will be, if I wanted to dip into Ben Galley, um, what, what do you think is a good starting point? Is it if I just had one book, and I know you've, because of course you've got, the list is as long as your arm. Where is a good starting point? If you just, mm. what's, uh, what's I, the best way to get into the little head of yours? I would say Chasing Graves trilogy, because it's a complete series, even though the Eminesca series and the other ones are a complete series as well. I'm very, very proud of what I've done with Chasing Graves. It was kind of like a, screw it, I'm just going to see where this book goes. And it's it's kind of bonkers in some parts. And uh, <laughs> like I try and break rules here and there and I'm mixing up genres. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's something that is quite complete as a story. And, uh, you know, if you were to get into Emanesca, there's quite a few short stories. There's quite a sh- um, like another sequel series as well, Scalison uh, Chronicles. So there's a lot <laughs> to dig into there. That's awesome. So yeah, if, it's, uh, if there's too much, yeah, I'd say start with the trilogy of Chasing Graves. Okay, excellent. And when, when you're like, creating a story Ben do you do deep outlines or do you do broad outlines or do you kind of do what they say pants or you just write as you go I've always been a planner yeah so I I will write a big old plan <laughs> you know, yeah, spreadsheets on it. yeah character lists descriptions histories you know uh, rules all sorts of different things um I'll even like draw the world and sketch it out um you know not like a full map but just a, a really rough sketch uh, I've got one here that's literally just like a squiggle of a tree. <laughs> but it works. It's for scope, though, isn't it? I exactly. If, yeah, if you yeah. can get it out of your head and onto paper, and it's not just words, if you can do that with the... Because I couldn't draw your attention, let alone anything. Um, <laughs> yes. But, but sometimes if somebody... You just see, the kind of go, well, it would be this kingdom mm. is massive and it's trying to mm. encroach on this one this one's smaller it's off it's coastal mm-hmm. it's blah 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 and when it's out there yeah. I, I guess it's easier to bring it to life and like i'm mm. the only one of the three of us that isn't an author but at the same time even i can imagine that it's best to get all your ducks in a row and, and try and make the world as mm. uh, uh, tangible as you can before you really yeah. jump in and try and do the actual work of writing yeah, exactly. I don't think I count yeah. until my book is out anyway, but uh, no, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this one I've got, like, the squiggle of a tree. It's so weird because I have to... Um, it's kind of like a vertical map, which I've never done before. This new world is... I can, I'm comparing it to, like, or um, describing it as Avatar meets Venom. So it's going to be kind of... Like I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask. I remember the last time we spoke. And I was yes. Like, Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I was writing at that point. Yeah, so it's all finished and it's going through editing stages currently. And yeah, I can't wait for it to come out. Mm. I've seen the cover. Can't share it just yet. Um, so I can't wait to see what people think of it. But yeah, it's the first time I've kind of worked in a vertical world. Uh, aside from like you know big towers and stuff, there's a, there's always kind of a, some massive structure <laughs> I like to put in my books. Um, but yeah, this is a, a tree called Chowgara, and it's a giant mile high kind of redwood slash a tree that we have in, in BC um called a i've completely forgotten the name arbutus tree um and yeah so that is kind of like a weird just odd tree that only grows around here 
and yeah it's um been pretty hard to kind of put that world together because it's massive in both the city itself because the city and the branches as well as the surrounding kind of forest world um around it so yeah that's been really strange but the map uh, the plan for that is probably the biggest and deepest one i've done yet because the world is just completely secondary so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you're a I, I don't know. I mean, this is something, this is like someone who hasn't a clue, but do you think as you kind of go along from like, let's just say that it had 10 years, are you improving as a writer or are you just evolving? As in, are you just your scope or your boldness mm. or your balls, whatever you want to put it down to, <laughs> or you just kind of go, because again, you're kind of going like, okay, it's right. The story. And it's a, like a murder mystery and it's like fun. Now I want uh, avatar, but no, no more venom <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, a- ancient gods, you know what I mean? Is it just, yeah. You just find yourself getting a little bit more fuck it, um, cautious so. wind, or or, mm. or or are you just improving? It's kind of a weird thing because I mean I hope I'm improving. I hope that you know my well. Of course, ideas. I suppose that's, yeah. in anything any of us do. Of course, that's the whole. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Yeah, but in terms of evolving, I really like that kind of thinking um, and the difference between them. Because yeah, I would say what I'm doing is trying to kind of work on my strengths. I say, and I've always been kind of secondary. word. I always like my world building sometimes to a fault because that's you know like i said a giant plan document and a lot of research and a lot of kind of remembering different things and and stuff all the way through it um but with the kind of evolution i do try and yeah deepen that try to kind of explore that a bit more so yeah i've tried to just i think the worlds have just gone crazier and crazier and so yeah there is an element of fuck it to that and yeah sometimes with uh, the kind of the the way i, I treat characters or characters sometimes demand to be treated um depending on you know which character they are some just come to life and tell me what to do which is nice yeah um but yeah with that it's kind of like yeah i am trying to push boundaries there with you know emotions uh and i think i'm evolving in the way that i'm learning how to mess around with those emotions without you know just not in in a torturous way sometimes but in in entertainment are you second guessing yourself a bit less well, this you know, is the other I bit think I was this is the, like, to. Vinny talks to me a bit about the, about his writings mm. and stuff, and sometimes I, I've noticed even just talking to him, he has more. I'm just going to literally take it all out. Like Vinny would go back and do a rewrite, and it's taken him weeks. It didn't work. He tried something, and and at the end he went, "You know what? I tried." And then sometimes mm. it's crap, but you need to get that that balls. I think comes with experience or with time. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the other. It's kind of the other edge of it, though. But you know, I think I am evolving, and I'm just kind of pushing myself a bit further. But then I kind of do second guess myself because I'm stepping further. Mm. And also, I think it was um, Zamo Akhtar on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. He put it in such a great way where. It's probably months ago now. It's probably like a 2019 <laughs> compared to my memory. Um, but yeah, he put this tweet out and it was about the idea of when you're improving, you don't necessarily, uh, I'm trying to, I'm, it's going to be paraphrased completely, but it was about kind of the way of, you know, your critical element grows with your skill level. Mm. So maybe you don't notice that you're improving or you don't notice you're evolving um, and sort of not the pressure of it, but essentially, you know, the, the, the process can be slowed down or a bit more kind of, I don't know, doubt filled. So yeah, with Demon's Reign, it was really difficult to write. <laughs> it took me ages compared to the normal book. Um, and again, that wasn't just complexity. That was just my own, uh, I don't know, level of where I wanted to get it, essentially. Yeah, I wouldn't say high standards, but somewhere along that. Yeah, because you could say, you're going to put your name on it, you're going to feed yeah. it to the world, yeah. And and David Estes name as well because it's going to be co-written. Co- and and uh, yeah, obviously he's been helping. Fuck that guy. And- <laughs> we could have got him on, Noel. Uh, I love it. Vinny, you're editing. I got this. I got this. So David Estes, great guy. Is what Noel was great saying. Great guy. Noel was saying. <laughs> no, but like one thing I love about world building is that um, 
you, you get this kind of like this bones. You, you go, oh, I, this, 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 and this, your main beats. They're the things you mm. kind of come up with first. And then you're like, how do I connect these together? And then all of a sudden, these little scenes start growing. And then you're like, who do I fill these scenes with? And then all these characters start growing. And then like all of a sudden, they have this yeah. kind of knock-on effect. Who should this character interact with? Why are they interacting with them? And then you're like, you create this kind of backstory for all these characters. And you're like, oh, maybe I can mm. bring him onto the next scene and I can flesh him out. And then two or three chapters later, you have a, a character that's actually kind of pivotal to your story. Mm-hmm. And like only two or three days before he didn't exist or something. And, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best yeah, the amount of characters that have got like a, a spin-off um, or kind of, you know, got their own chapter that I never thought they would have. And I'm like, what the hell? And it's, yeah, these are the ones that just like come through and just like, no, I see you've got a plan here. What I'm going to do is just kind of move these things aside. Um, you're just going to have to use me. There's, yeah, there's multiple of those in Chasing Graves where I thought, oh, you're actually the secret key to this entire thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah it's like Neville Longbottom, like at the end, you know, picking up the sword of, of uh, I was going to say Gandalf there. But yeah. yeah, he picks up the sword of, of Gryffindor, yeah. It reminds me, it was a, a tweet that Stephen King out the other day he goes I just read Cujo it's a really good book considering it was written by a sentient pile of cocaine (laughs) 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 you know but this leads me to a question I'm going to throw it to both of you because you're both writers and uh, Vinny will stop shitting on himself for a second and uh, that is that uh have you ever just written something like shorthand down when you're a little bit out of it? Like you're you're drunk, you're stoned. I don't care. I don't know what yep. you get up to. And, and you're kind of going like, you know what? The key, the, the tree key, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of go, that's just you know genius. And then you look at the next day and go, what? The yep. actual I think I did fuck. that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just having, I'll just like find little notes on my phone. Because I mean, I keep um, mm. just trying to find one, but I don't want to keep just sit here scrolling. But <laughs> I remember just being like, what? Um, and it was, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just tired. I sometimes I think like, I wake up in the middle of the night and then forget that like, I've woken up and I'll write something mm-hmm. from a dream. So my mm-hmm. friends are always just there and I just have this like long old document of notes and ideas mm-hmm. and, and just random stuff that will come to me. And like um, the only one I can find, I was just like, I don't know, story idea of someone who's annoyingly happy, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or character idea, sorry, I should say. And so, yeah, I'll just order them up and I'll keep this big notes document. I have this little book as well that kind of travels most places with me. And, um, you know, just in case my phone dies, which it is always doing. Um, and yeah, it's kind of something that I do wake up sometimes. Uh, yeah, maybe after a heavy night or uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other kind of night. Yeah. And just think what the hell <laughs> what is this where i've suddenly been mm. so inspired by something clearly completely forgotten it and yeah. woken up and been like what the hell is the knights of twilight like, that was one there of you go yeah that's what i'm exactly <laughs> what I'm you're like this uh this is just going to bring back this wonderful thing i've just thought of i'll just write just short because I, I i'm not a writer but i'm a musician and i always i i, I wrote something in my head like dreaming mm-hmm. and i woke up and i was like i was too tired so i picked up my bass and i figured out the the root notes and the key, and nice. I was like, boo, 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 boo. And I, I'll remember all that filler, that beautiful filler. I'll work that out tomorrow. And then it was the next day going, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> That's not music. It's not anything. <laughs> yeah. I used to say to me voice notes. Yeah, I know. That's what I need yeah. to do. What about you, Vin? Um, yeah, I, I wrote down a couple of, like about a year ago, I was uh, working out the, the novel that I just finished on Sunday. And um, I just, uh, uh, Salman, um, uh, I, I just wrote the, the relic is the key. Um, and I was like, uh, cool. Uh, what, yeah. what the fuck? What? what? Genius. what key? I was like, it's a game. Change. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, cause I, and I wrote the note and I, and I hadn't written for two days. So when I was going back to my notes, I was like, okay, what have I been writing down on my phone? And 
I was like, the relic is the key. And I'm like, what? Oh, fuck, what does that even mean? I was like, shit. <laughs> so for about half an hour, I was sitting here listening to music, trying to figure out what I was talking about. But um, yeah, most of the times, most of my notes happen right before I fall asleep. Like I came up for the title of River of Bones right before I dozed off. I was dozing off one time and it was like the, the title popped into my head and I was like, ooh, what's that story about? And that's how I, I started writing novels. So like, it's just the craziest little things like that right before you fall asleep or right when you're chilling out or you're just listening mm. to music. When you can just drop that your brain to a different level of uh, noise or busyness mm-hmm. and then the ideas kind of roll in. And then sometimes you forget them. Sometimes they're your, you're your best ideas. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, as I said, like River of Bones, if I hadn't been dozing off that night, maybe I never would have started writing novels. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose everything has to start with something quite small, doesn't mm. it? Mm. You know, like it's not like an, an epic, an epic is built, but it has to mm. start as something quite small, uh, yeah, I'd imagine, yeah. you know? Um, and even if it's something ambitious, like it's small, but it's still based in the future or it's based in an, in an alternate universe or it's based like in, 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 demigods or something quite high concept but it still has mm. to be born for something small you still have to build it from a seed i assume because otherwise yeah because otherwise i think you're just uh ru- running before you can walk to use yeah. kind of maybe a tired cliche mm. yes but what, the story will tell you whether or not it has more yeah. legs the story will tell you how long it needs to be where it has mm. to go like that's because like that's why noel when i when i have early drafts i'll send something to noel i go do you think that can be fleshed out anywhere because sometimes mm. you'll run out of ideas but that's why now when i finish drafts i'll leave it for three months mm. and i'll go back and I'll, you'll have four or five more ideas and you'll add two mm. new chapters maybe three new chapters and then you leave it alone for a while and then you go back and you go oh i've got two maybe that chapter doesn't need to be there i can start earlier and then you can yeah. change the pace of the story and stuff like that. But that's the saying, the story and the characters, they will tell you where they're going to go, where the story is going to go, how long it needs to be. And mm-hmm. like sometimes that changes, but very rarely, I think the story itself kind of has a life to it. And it will tell you how long that life is as you're getting into it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's the stories I think that lie to you and they're like, yeah, we'll be a hundred thousand words. And then suddenly you're at 200,000 words and thinking. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm at the opposite. Yeah. I, I wrote this first person. I've never written first person. I have it. It's only done like two. I've done two drafts. It's uh, called the Lonely Lighthouse. And it's just like very singular, very insular kind of one guy kind of on his own left to his devices kind of thing. Mm. And I was like, I easily I'll do this short 150 pages easy and I'm right and I'm like shit he's got nobody to interact with <laughs> like, but the thing is I've read it and the thing I loved about it is this, this kind of like detached feeling yeah. that it has and if yeah. he started like introduce, and then a crack it rises from the yeah. ocean it would completely destroy the story yeah, so yeah, exactly. obviously you can't be like and then he loved her very 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 yeah. very very much you know like, yeah. you can't do that so yeah. I, I do mm. think that sometimes you need if something turns into a novella or something, I think you'd need to be honest to the story. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. I knew that was going to be a short story when I started because, like, our novella, it's like 40,000 or just over 20,000 words. Or is that what it is? Is that what like it is? That, yeah. yeah. And um, I knew it was because of the content. That's what I'm saying. The story will tell you how long it is, but I just yeah. thought it was going to be a little bit longer. And then maybe it will be in further drafts. It's just that I, mm. I never wrote one person interacting with his thoughts. It's all very introspective. And like whether or not he's dealing with whether or not this place is haunted or if he's haunted by his guilt of something that he's hiding in his past. That's pretty much what the premise is, you know. So yeah. you have to flesh it out from there. You know what I mean? Like and like and those kind of stories are influenced by movies I watch. But like Ben, um, like what kind of movies did you watch or show or good question literature did you uh, consume as a younger dude that got you? Because you told us once upon a time you wrote your first story like a twelve or something. 
And yeah. um, like, what is the, the stuff you consumed that made you want to write dark fantasy and all these kind of things? Mm. Right. So, I mean, like the first book that I wrote um, was, I think it was like 120, 130,000 words. Yeah, around, definitely over 100,000. I haven't looked at it in ages. You um, should publish that shit. Like nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is, answered uh, any follow-up question yeah, I could have had. Yeah, Gary spent him correctly and oh, everything. <laughs> man, it is, it would take so much editing. It was, I mean, it was written by, I mean, what would you call that? Middle grade, I think of the US, isn't it? That's that age group. So it was written by a middle grade person a kid me uh for sort of maybe middle grade and younger and it is i don't think even middle grade people would read it now it was honestly like it was it's your first book also written by a child who you know would sit inside uh, on sunny days typing away an old pc <laughs> just because it was just bizarre but i loved it um and it was completely it was a massive rip off of red wall <laughs> so, um, so yeah red wall by brian jacks or jakes i've never even noticed you were the, ripping the it off when you're doing oh i knew i knew exactly what i was doing yeah i uh you're <laughs> almost litigious. like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost got myself into a litigious situation from the outset. But no, it was um it was like a completely separate thing from Red Wolf, but it was anthropomorphized yeah. animals. Uh yeah. instead of you know, um beasts, moles and, and otters and, and rabbits and hares and all sorts of mm. cool stuff from you know the Red Wolf world. Um it was the sort of monkey troops in central and southern India. Nice. And so yeah, I was just watching, I was like reading a lot of Red Wall and watching a lot of David Attenborough. So yeah, I used to absorb a lot of documentaries when I was a kid. I was a really boring kid. That's a homage. <laughs> That's a homage. That's not plagiarism. True. That's Sir David Attenborough. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's that, um, uh, it's that thing where, you know, be nice to the nerds, you'll be working for one someday. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. it's that thing where if it, was in, if it was in you at that age, then it was in you. And it would have mm. been kind of not untrue to yourself not to do yeah. anything else. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I, I did kind of go into music for a bit. I was going to be a meteorologist or a scientist for a small period of time. So I went down that route and I was like, mm. and then, yeah, I went to study music. And then uh, even when I was doing that and working in bars and hospitality, I was just like, no, I've got this book idea just burning a hole in my head. And so, yeah, that was, it, I mean, a lot of it was Redwall and uh, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, C.S. Lewis. Um, and then uh, my parents kind of got me into a lot of mythology, like Grimm's Fairy, not Grimm's Fairy Tales, but that also. But uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey, a lot of the you know um, Norse uh, fairy tales as well, Germanic mm. fairy tales, Norse mythology, the whole shebang, <laughs> and a lot of just you know um, you know Middle Eastern uh, mythology and, and stories as well. It's and in, I just loved it. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's in Reacher. It it's in research the most fun part though almost yeah it's research <laughs> without even knowing i was researching you know yeah. what I mean? so but you get to switch off a little bit and stuff. just learn i assume at that stage yeah. you know you're just learning and and you're not there's no stress there's no timeline at this point mm. you're just learning mm. and it's an inch it's something you're interested in uh, vinny has exactly. been learning a, some, a lot about feudal japan and stuff mm. like that and he's just like he'd just be talking to me and he just randomly break up a conversation like yeah oh, back then it was like clearly oh, <laughs> oh, i didn't man. know that <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like I, I took 10 days off at the start of january and um from like from writing because i, I was like I, I completed a full draft and i was like i'm just mm -hmm. gonna take 10 days off wind down yeah. oh you need to do that yeah plan for the next book you know and so i just literally watched about 30 hours of feudal japanese uh, yeah. documentaries just samurai documentaries man man mm -hmm. oh there's a netflix series if anyone's check it out it's incredible 
it's absolutely incredible. But like research, mm-hmm. I think it's the funnest thing. Like, it's like I think it's like a common joke between writers or anyone that does any research. Is like if you look at the history, like you know what I mean. It's like how did this member? <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. yeah. Oh my my search history is would worry anyone sitting in like yeah. CIA or bunker or FBI or whatever NSA bunker. It's like what's you googling now? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, how how easily can you decapitate a head? Yeah, yeah. Best way to dissolve a body using only <laughs> I'm an author, an yeah. author of murder. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think I was good. I was doing this the other day. Um, I don't know if I can find out my history, but it was definitely something along the, on those lines because I was researching sort of like shipwrecks and drowning and things like that. Yeah. Because I was writing sort of like a little nautical short story at the moment. But yeah, doing the research for that was the, the best fun because I wanted to be about this creature. Um, the book, the short story is set in the Evanesco world, and it's called the uh, the Weaver and the Worm. Uh, worm with a Y, R M. Like uh, wormwood and yeah yeah and so um it's kind of it's yeah it's kind of nautical it's a few ships in it but there's also animals and i was just trying to find the best mythological creature that i haven't featured in my books yet and mm-hmm. love just yeah spending an hour or two just scrolling through you know wikipedia and uh encyclopedia Britannica, which i use quite a lot as well mm. um and yeah just mopping up all the information and be like that one <laughs> yeah. are you I'll good at when you, when you do all that because like uh do you plan out are you good at planning out your day and just sticking to it in a very, very, very regimented way, or like you know, like I'm going to write between now and now, or I'm going to get X amount of words out, mm. and and even if I have to go back, even if I say no, that last thousand, two thousand, ten thousand were garbage. That's f- whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. but you are going to put something to paper. Are you good at that, or is are I don't know. I suppose open question is are, is that a strength yeah. of yours? Would you say, or would you say that it's yeah, I would say it's kind of difficult at the moment because there's uh, since running the Kickstarter, everything's been like very busy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm mm. working on a lot of different little kind of projects in between the writing. Um, and I've also been editing Demon's Reign and doing second and third, maybe fourth draft of it, feels like now. Um, and so, yeah, that was, it's kind of, not messed around with my structure necessarily, but it's been a lot of different structures over different days. But yes, mm. in short, I do like make to, uh, like to make sure that I have a block wherever it has. That block's just been moving all around the place at the moment. Well, Vinny, um, Vinny plans his blinks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I like to do that. I just, I like to try. I like from Ben. Like I spoke about to Don Shanahan a couple of weeks ago, and um, I spoke about how, when I started following you on Facebook. And I started working with him in 25YL and we wrote articles together that I seen your workloads and you were putting out like 2,000, 4,000 words every day. And I'm like, okay, Vinny, that's what you need to do. Jokes aside, he was, you are a big influence for him. He was saying that that's the level I want to be operating at. Yeah, when I seen your workload, I was like, okay, that's that's what we need to do. And I go, okay, we start at 1,000's our aim. Now I do about 2,000, 1,500, between 1,000's low end. So about 2,000 words every day. And that's how I was able to redraft uh, a book in December like I just did like eight or nine uh, hours every day redrafting rewriting rewriting you know yourself and that's just from looking at what you do like you know it's like no, you're constantly I'm pumping honest. out pumping out books or 4,000 words like one time you're like I did 70,000 words in April I'm like Ben you <laughs> son of a bitch I just did 20,000 yeah. like, oh, man. Man. he said this to me like you, pissed, you legitimately pissed him off but I think I'm that's honored and sorry at the same time <laughs> Yeah. But I, I think I mean, that's yeah. that's the thing. If, like Messi didn't have Ronaldo, and if Ronaldo didn't have Messi, you know what I mean? Like, mm. just put it. You could put it into anything. Yeah. Where somebody's mm. saying, like, well, this guy, you know, if LeBron had, hadn't come after Michael Jordan, anybody mm. who wants to achieve excellence has to look at somebody who is going to say, well, 
if you're going to do it, you're going to have to push yourself to the edge because that's what I'm going to do. And that person is pushing against you, pushing against them, pushing against mm. you. And that's how greatness is born. Mm. I think in any endeavor, science, yeah. like science yeah. down to the, the academics, down to mm. entertainment. And that's the industry that you guys are in. But yeah. I, I, I do, I do. I do think pushing the envelope because mm. I think Billy has a lot of personal drive. Yeah. And never take it away from him, even jokingly. But at the same time, I I'm think when he looks out and kind of goes, I could be doing more. <laughs> ben, yeah, fucking I mean, Gall- ben fucking Galley. Ben fucking Galley is your name when you're not around. Like, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's like, it's something that I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so honored like that I can, you know, it does sort of push people further and, and it helps. And it's, mm. it's something that I do, you know, try to encourage because it does, uh, mean that you obviously are putting out the words and you're putting out books uh, a bit faster, which is a secret. Uh, well, one of the secrets, I would say it's not a secret, <laughs> one of the factors um, behind, you know, success in this industry. But again, it, it's also a double-edged sword where, the, you know, that could be more phrase has like sometimes just tortured me. That's like sometimes where I just, I can't take a day off because like even today, I'm yeah. just want to focus on some writing. And I'm like, yeah, but I could work through like this and do that while I'm trying to do this like a multitask or try and do I don't know work until midnight and it's yeah it can get you sometimes but otherwise it's a fantastic driver as well Mm. it's a very small like double edge to it but yeah (laughs) yeah just one of those things that when we're independent artists or independent you know entrepreneurs um you know your business and your life do get intertwined to a certain point where it can be difficult to switch off um and you think oh why don't i just keep going (laughs) yeah and that's why yeah there's there's a like one day where i was like i want to see how many words i can do but it took me literally 12 hours straight and well pretty much just straight and then I'd slept for like a day and a half, two days. <laughs> Sometimes that sort of pace or like mm. for a high pace, it's just, it's unachievable every day. But then, yeah, I was uh, chatting to Andy Pelican the other day. He can do like two, 2,000 an hour and does like four to six what? hours a day. And I'm just like, <laughs> just the mechanical that, speed that he has as yeah, well as because the like, ability like, to, into a like flow. A type, yeah. but I, yeah. could, I could type fairly fast, not that fast, but like fast. Mm. But like I could type like just like oh dear Ben, thanks for being on the show, and it was nice to see. You. Yeah. I couldn't imagine and storytell. Yeah. That's that's a different. His outlines must be his outlines must be so detailed that the story is already there by the time he goes to the page. You ever get like that with an outline mm. where you work oh, your yeah. outline so detailed and you're just like mm. oh yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> and you're just like you're just <laughs> so, you know, you're, like, you're, you're commentating on it, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Like yeah, it's just scary <laughs> because yeah, there's always someone, and you know, like even Brandon Sanders and we'll probably like you know be able to churn out a book a weekend <laughs> if you want you know, <laughs> he does um, you a- know that man's insane you know he's the one that i sort of put in in esteem and just think like well there's quite a few people you know, david estes being one andy pelequin phil tucker um all sorts of authors out there um it's to name a few uh but yeah, Brandon Sanderson's one of the ones at the top. I'm just like, dear Lord, how the fuck are you doing this? What, you do, you, do you yeah. think they review as they go or do you think it's like freeform? Do you do a lot of freeform or do you review as you go? I like to review as I go. I don't necessarily. Yeah, so I, if I'm typing, I'll just type and it seems to... I, yeah, I just keep moving through the actual words and through the pace to kind of hit a certain goal within a certain time frame. Mm. Um, so yeah, my speed's about 1,000, 1,500 to, I would say, an hour. Some amazing, sometimes like 500 an hour if like I am working out a bit more of like yeah. a gap in my plan. Uh, but yeah, the plan does help me to get into flow state and um, and just essentially churn it out, you know, just during a given period. And then I will sometimes tinker with it when I'm starting out the next day. I might spend five to 15 minutes just being like, eh, all right, yeah, cool. Uh, if I've had a couple of drinks, I might spend slightly more being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, Like previously yeah. on Demons Radio. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask? Exactly. Can I, yeah. can I, 
flip the script a little bit. Do you think mm. it's important as well? And again, I only use Vinny because he's he's the only barometer that I've ever had. But <laughs> I'm not a good one. <laughs> not a good one. No, but at the same time, he's like, oh, I wrote like for six hours today. I wrote for seven. We did a podcast just the other day, and he's like, man, I've been in this chair since eleven o'clock this morning. I can't wait to get this shit over with. <laughs> you know, like. But anyway, but at the same time, he he introduced me to a term called brain tired, mm. and he just oh, literally yeah. like for two to three days, he does nothing, mm. nothing. As in, mm-hmm. he doesn't even engage with the books. He doesn't engage the thought. He sits and does Xbox. He's the laziest guy in the world. But he's after like for a month and a half, he hasn't done that. But he just reaches a point where he thinks the best thing you can do mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. creative process is to stop. Oh yeah, is yes. to stop. Yeah, you're not wrong. The yeah. obsessive approach. You you are just actually shorting yourself out. Or are you going to? Uh, 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 sorry, hurt your quality. Maybe do you? Mm-hmm. Is that? Do you think that's true of all creative types? Or or oh, 100%. Um, do you think some people yeah. like you know, can you manage yourself that you're like 365 but you're giving yourself your breaks because for me i'd imagine there has to be a point where you just crash and you go i mm. need to just stop yeah i've burnt out before where it's been a combination again it's a lot of the time it's to do with or a mixture of the creative and the business side of it so there's just a huge amount to do mm-hmm. um both writing and marketing and sometimes yeah i mean i remember a couple of years back um forget when because the last couple of years have just been a weird black hole yeah time for us all thing. yeah no time yeah is. yeah <laughs> so sometime in the past <laughs> um yeah i was just working side so i don't think i really kind of like left my apartment for like two weeks and i was finishing off a book at the time and yeah i think I'd, i was just like absolutely burnt out to the point of just sleeping for about two days um and it is a brain tired thing but it's like it's your brain and you know your gut are very linked and i think there's also mm. your body is very linked to your brain of course and so i think you know you end up physically exhausted because of your mental exhaustion and at that point yeah i couldn't string a sentence together never mind actually write yeah. a book or a chapter mm. so i think rest is very important it depends you know some people again it's a personal thing um, whatever your rest looks like being a you know actual normal normal sleep um from your yeah, xbox or something i use you know watching mm. a film or even just completely switching off, meditating, I don't know, going for a walk, activities, whatever you like to do, that sort yeah. of thing is important. I think everyone has their ability um, to, or kind of their appropriate windows of rest. I mentioned Brandon Sanderson's rest is writing somehow. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. <laughs> for when, Vinny, it's, great it's you... sex with Lorraine. And for me, it's <laughs> sex with Lorraine. That's it. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if I was Will Smith, I'd be slapping you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There we go. (laughs) Uh, By the way, the recording of this is just the day after the Oscars. And we did speak before we went live about the pimp slap heard around the world. Uh, And open hand. Oh, man. Open hand is so much worse than a punch. Uh, It's like it's. It was more men, like a sim slap though. Yeah, it? like men throw hands. It's kind of like, no, get up there. And like he should have gone backhand. <laughs> the backhand would have been like the, the absolute kind of shade thrown, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so, so of like you're not yeah. worth a closed fist. Yeah, um, you're not worth a closed fist. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's my new barometer for like, yeah, like how 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 did your how was your book received? I Will Smith slapped the masses. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for both you guys. That's yeah. what I want to hear. I Will Smith slap the masses. That's, what I, that's <laughs> yeah. what I want for you. Oh man! Tell me about this latest one. Or we have this. Um, mm. Sorry, the Sintar, the 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 the, the Venom uh, meets the Avatar. You you mentioned at the top mm. of these kind of extremely high rise trees, a mile plus up. Um, uh, how excited are you about it? How far into development is it? I know you've mentioned it mm. earlier. 
Um, and uh, what can we look forward to that you can give away? I'm not trying to. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers are plenty. No. Yeah. Um, How does yeah, it end? <laughs> <laughs> Who dies? Who dies? Yeah. What percentage of the cast dies? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, a dark. I would say it's, well, it's not dark. It's a little, it's less dark than Chasing Graves, but it's, it's gritty, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's where authors are shit at describing their own books. On <laughs> yeah. Is it a bit like, um, what I understand yeah. it to be a bit like war-based, or you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like an insular story. That it's, 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 uh, it, the scope sounds large, I suppose, mm-hmm. is what I mean. So Absolutely. it's not just a small party of players. It sounds like no. the concept is quite big. Yeah, the uh, absolutely is the concept is uh, on the epic scale. So I'd say it's a gritty epic fantasy from a first person perspective, um, with a younger character, uh, not quite YA character, but in terms of you know eighteen nineteen, um, so like a kind of new adult, um, sort of told from that perspective. But it's also uh, progression fantasy, which is the real key behind this book. So I've kind of built in uh, sort of progressional elements to it, you know, rankings to the world as well as the power and the magic system and so yeah it's it's i wouldn't say uh it's definitely not punishingly intricate <laughs> but it's quite intricate from a point but i try to present it in you know uh yeah kind of like drip it in here and there i never like to info dump if i can or you know come up with things organically so yeah that is um uh, sort of a new new kind of uh, genre for me in a way and there's a lot of research into <coughs> that and how how to actually construct a progression fantasy and david's uh, been absolutely invaluable in the co-writing process there but yeah it follows the uh, story of a young chap called Tarko, who is the kind of the lowest of the low he's a he's a worker the entire world is based on uh, based on birth order and so yeah forest star world everyone's living in their own tree which is called a bloodwood and yeah, Mile High. And so Shalgara is his home. And uh, yeah, he's just a worker who cannot, for some reason, essentially land a job. Um, so the only thing he's supposed to be good at, he's absolutely terrible at. And so, yeah, he's been kicked from job to job, uh, either because of his attitude or because of, you know, something his uh, expired father, his uh, dead father, uh, did to a nobleman. So that kind of, um, that family continued to punish Tarko's family. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, that's, that's kind of the world set up. And then someone um, basically decides to uh, open the door to some demons. <laughs> and so basically some demons explode into the scene and they are kind of like inspired by the wildfires um, that Pacific Northwest deals with and, you know, all over the world deal with every summer and, you know, how they come on a regular basis and the demons essentially yeah. return to the world after a thousand years and like wildfires start burning through the forest. You know, they, they basically had their eyes uh, set on Shalgara. Mm. And Satako, through no fault of his own, winds up... Um, on the front line of the first battle, which does not go that well, you know, for a lot of different people. And he winds up through an accident of magic with a demon in his mind. Uh, so this demon is essentially stuck in his, awesome. in his head. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of playing in my head as well. Cause there's always like those scenes where, um, like that like yes he like survives something that so a lot of people wouldn't survive. Like that's integration with a D or whatever. Mm. Uh, mm. So it, it's the lonely person, but there is, like good for him and maybe he gets to fight back against the system or whatever but at the same time the cost it i, I love something that sound it's based on the cost and again mm-hmm. i'm saying fights but i don't know absolutely no idea what he does but uh um yeah. but at the same time just i love something that's based on that doesn't ignore the cost while telling its own story and it, it sounds like it's got tears of class and uh, it's uh, yeah no it sounds mm-hmm. like you've literally put a world up in the trees which is just 
just yeah. fascinating i i would i would read thank you yeah. i really it's, really would thank you i appreciate that it's it's yeah it's something that's took a like i said a long time to write and uh, a lot of kind of planning and figuring out and there was a big cast I mean, even though it's first person you know taco uh is very much involved in the fight against the demons so he's like you know traveling here and there and doing all sorts of stuff meeting some people and so there's you know the training sort of magic school element not necessarily an actual school but there's definitely um a training in magic system there is a lot of battles <laughs> mm -hmm. so you know they have to defend the tree um something that's not necessarily a spoiler but um yeah no it's not a spoiler just trying to think uh trees can move in this yeah. in this world as well so the blood trees the bloodwoods yeah they can they can bloodwoods i love that yeah it's yeah it's a book one of the the bloodwood saga and yes yeah, so there's plenty more there's uh, ones bigger and older than something i wish i thought of there's something mm. there's something's very metal about it like bloodwood would oh, be yeah. an amazing name for a band or something but there you go <laughs> you got that shit locked yeah. down Wait, uh, tell yeah. me you co-authoring this am i correct or is this yeah yeah, yeah. so what is well, i mean i know what it is but when you mm. co-author something like Benny's run stuff by me, and I say, "Oh, that's cool, man. If you consider this, oh no," he say, "Oh no, I'm not going to do that," or "That's a good idea." But that's not mm. co-authoring. It's his world, and he's building, mm. and it's completely different. But to sit and have to, if he had to run something by me, and I mm. had to run something by him, I'd imagine that the dynamics. I can't even imagine what the dynamics are. No, we kind of did that with that script. Mm. We did though. We did actually. We did it with the script. To be fair, that's that's right. Mm. But I I I remember writing the original draft, and you world built on it. Yeah. And, and then ran stuff with me. And I, all, I remember just thought that that was a two was working to our strengths. But I think when two authors overlap, they might have a lot of the same strengths. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they might be bringing a lot of the same thing to the table. Because uh, they're both world builder. You're a world builder. I'm not. And, and, and I relinquished that to you because you were so good at it. Um, but when you were with somebody who has a very similar skill set, what's that like? And how, how do you, how do you um, make that work? Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of, interesting because it's completely up to the two authors as well so um, the one that one of the best examples recently as well as you know in hopefully going to be a good example of it um, but Norelska Groans uh, by Clayton Snyder and Michael R. Fletcher they uh, took a chapter each and a character each so they're two viewpoints in the book and so they are going through you know one chapter roughly each um, in their own voices so it gives that character a very authentic feel to it like an authentic depth of character and an authentic voice individualistic than, you know, like Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. And so I think that's you know that's probably the the usual way. Um, I wouldn't say the usual way, but well, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. But I think that's a, that's a very clever way of doing it. And I think it's you know something that I would lean towards in the future. Um, but yeah, with this one, it was kind of on a sort of chapter by chapter level where I would be kind of planning it out, sending it to plan to David. Um, you know, lots of feedback going back and forth, lots of ideas being shared, very collaborative process, and then kind of. Um, me putting the words down on paper with you know feeding back to him almost every you know every other paragraph sort of thing like that so we're checking it and we're going we're amending things as we're working on it so yeah that was kind of um slightly different way of, of doing it and i think it was definitely fun as well and then i know people who will write together <laughs> you know mm. um they all literally have to take line by line which is just kind of interesting uh, to a certain extent in terms of the line by line but yeah i think that is really interesting because it's um that is very collaborative. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not two two characters kind of intertwining around a, a mutually agreed plan. And yeah, it's it's just a it's a fun process as well. As um jokingly talked about it with Sebastian Castell this weekend. Um, but yeah, that could be fun as well, just writing, you know, an, a, a completely different thing. But yeah, might actually have to edit that out because I don't know if that was just pub talk. No. So you're sleeping <laughs> with each other. You two are sleeping with each other. We got it. 
<laughs> Could have shortened it. <laughs> um, uh, ben, you were talking a few minutes ago about uh, battles. Like one thing mm. I love doing is planning out battles. I like I get obsessed about mm. it. You, you get like, horny. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You'll be like, I'm writing the battle right. today, and he's just, like, <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually like take about three or four weeks before you even put like you know pen to paper, mm. like digital pen to paper, if you will, you know. But like, like when you're planning out something like a battle, like do you look at real world tactics? Do you look like it's like I always say it's like kind of playing chess against yourself and mm-hmm. like do you look at like the do the characters influence your battle plans or do you look at real world influences and that's how you construct your battle plans I've done a lot of that in the past um whereby yeah I've been looking at and, and used to play games like Total War all the time and mm. and uh, watch the documentaries uh and yeah so it's a lot of like research that I've done in the past and so it comes I wouldn't say easily because each battle is different each world is different as well so with Demon's Reign it was I had to kind of scrap a lot of the rules and make some up as well because it's a vertical war yeah. um literally fought like you know over a kind of a vertical mile things climbing the trees also moving um you know for some of the battles and so yeah the actual battlefield moves so it yeah. completely kind of like reinvents it so you have to almost like think about or like plan sort of a running battle kind of things like you know how can people fall behind how do they use this yeah. as defense you know their walls are literally moving so yeah that was kind of difficult but yeah with past mm. ones i will normally kind of look at um you know my research that i've done my own knowledge and then trying to think outside the box as to how the characters interact with how the battle is going yeah. you know it's not just i don't want to just put like then this regiment moved here and they did that and then came a pincer movement and then these yeah. people died yeah, yeah. every technical <laughs> you know, terms it's, like that's it yeah it's going to be a struggle on a personal and character uh, like characteristic level um through a landscape that just happens to have a war going on or a battle going on in it essentially yeah, yeah. Like and one thing I uh, I think is the kind of the best thing and worst thing about planning out like a, a, a kind of an expansive story is that like uh, you picture these scenes in your head that mm. you won't get to write for like two years. Like do you yeah. ever get yeah do you ever get that like I I have these scenes mapped out and all this and I won't get to them for at least another two or three years and mm. it's really annoying me because I'm like oh that that seems like it could be cool <laughs> it's gonna be good. yeah so good yeah, yeah. 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 just like I can't wait yeah. it's like sometimes like like when you're at the like one thing I think the the worst thing you can get into is like trying to rush to the fun parts you know yeah. that kind of thing like because like uh all the stuff before it is so important like, like mm. I, I love doing a battle but whatever like that's that's the the reward i always say like the battle scenes the reward at the end but if you don't do the proper world building or the character building those big moments in the battle they won't really resonate and if there's big mm. deaths like i i have um a note up my whiteboard here it's just like kill someone of no pussy and like you know what i mean like you know so like because like i finished off a draft and i was like oh i kind of like you know when you cut you feel like you've copped out yeah you know that mm. kind of thing like and that's that's the thing about like world building and battles and stuff like that that like they give you the opportunity not just to kill people but if you do the world yeah. building beforehand the, the death should be meaningful you mm. know that kind of way and that's you've why earned like, yeah. Yeah, you've earned it you've earned it yeah like yeah, don't make me, i love the big intros like uh saving private ryan being the best intro of all time and mm. it, and it's great but at the same time then you have to storytell and you have to earn mm-hmm. some of the the, the 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 larger moments you you have to earn them and i think when 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 Vinny was telling me he's got to the battle scene, I remember him saying like he's he's worked and worked and worked. He's now it is time for it, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, and now battle, battle, yeah. battle, because that's not storytelling. Storytelling yeah. like comedy, <laughs> like anything, it's supposed to be something that a specialist can do that not mm, anyone yeah. could do. Because I could just say and 
oh, this guy has like 98 tanks. 99. I'm better at writing than Bengali. I don't know where he gets off. So I do think that there's, I, I remember I was, I was, I, 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 I laid it, I, to make it about me because, you know, the jam. But I wrote, I, I remember writing the baseline and I, I was really proud of it. Um, uh, Aries Redemption, the stars will cleanse there. I can sell from all two. And he, he said, um, that's real, real nice. Um, I only want to put it in the last 20 seconds. Uh, can you do like a really simple one before that? And I was, I was kind of like, he's like, man, like it'll work. If you do it every single time, then it's just not going to have the impact. And I always thought that that was something that's just so true in so many areas where you kind of go like, that's nice, but if you crescendo to it. And, and mm-hmm. then then it has impact but if you just if you just stay in that level so even when i think you're writing like i imagine an epic is that you can't just like say like oh and then there's a battle and a thousand people are killed and then mm-hmm. i move into a battle where two thousand people are killed but then i move into a battle where ten thousand people are killed that's not storytelling it's escalation it's just escalation mm-hmm. so i think when you finally do arrive at that big time it must be very exciting yeah. That you've done the work, the research, the that you know you've laid the groundwork, you've 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 spitballed it, you've gone back and done your rewrites. Mm. So you've yeah, I, I don't know. It, it must feel like when you finally get to the cork on the champagne, you're like, yes, I I, I know I've I've done it. I'm here, and I did not I did not skip any of the steps. Is that mm. what it must feel like to you 100%. guys? Or am I am I talking to me? Yeah. No, no, at all. Yeah, no, it is. It's um because I. Yeah, with because of the plan for me, I find that I know, I know what's coming, and like sometimes I'll I'll kind of surprise myself. Those things in um, the Forever King and Heavy Lies the Crown that I didn't expect until I got to the end, where mm. I suddenly thought, oh, this could actually be great if I do it this way. Um, but aside from that, yeah, when you get to that point, and uh, it's just so exciting, I find my writing speed, you know, finishes up. I can finish your books f- uh, faster than I can start one, um, even though I'm writing in the same sort of level um, or same sort of uh, stuck. Um, schedule i should say and yeah it's um it is so good because you've imagined all these fits coming to it and with the end of demon's reign i won't say it but something happens and i'm like oh my god it's finally happening i'm just like <laughs> yeah, rushing through yeah, it rushing yeah. through it to the point where i have to come back mm. and flesh it out afterwards because yeah. i just wanted to like kind of skip over myself but yeah it's, it is fun it's almost like um so like you know when someone you show like someone a film and you're like you know what's coming yeah and they're like kind of loving this film that they've never seen you know before and like what's gonna happen are they gonna die is this person okay and you're just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're there and you can see the tears rolling down the face or they're punching the air or whatever they're watching and you're just like yes i recommend it a sick film it's almost like that <laughs> but yeah yeah, man, like uh, when I, I was uh, wrapping up the, the last chapter, I did a River Bones um, last year, the, uh, the mm. last chapter when I got to it, because I knew it was coming, I knew exactly what, what it was about, I knew exactly what way it, it, uh, it unfolded. And I had the outline done for like months in advance. By the time I got to it, it just kind of wrote itself. You know, that kind of thing where you get yeah. to and you're not even thinking. Like nope. you're just sitting there and it's like you're, I know, it's like you're reciting a story instead of writing a story. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing where it's just like, it's like someone already told you the story and you're just like, you're literally just sitting there and you're just, you're, you're just writing the words and you're just like, you're not even thinking about it because you planned mm-hmm. it so much. Like that's what I, I love about outlines and like, and just planning and planning and planning and fleshing things out in advance where you get mm-hmm. to the stage where it's like the story is almost telling you how it should be written and all you're doing is just being at the laptop and you're just like the flow state you spoke yeah. about earlier where you're just trying to keep up with your hands or you're trying to keep up with your thoughts and I just I, I absolutely love that and that's the reward mm. I think like I, I, I've completed two books like fle- really fleshed out books at the moment if you know what I mean and and 
that's the reward I got when I got to write those really meaty scenes at the end. And it's all that planning and all that preparation you did in the months mm. beforehand. And it just like it just kind of just pours out of you in a way that's inexplicable because like I'm not at this long. You're at this much longer than me. Like and you know, like this kind of process much better than I do. But like it's sometimes it's just so odd when you read back and just like what frame of mind was I in when I wrote that? Mm. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like and you just can't even almost remember what you did when you did it and why you did it in the way you did it where you were i suppose is yeah, yeah it's so weird and it's just yeah. like and that's what i would say the scene and the book the story they will tell you where it's going to go how long it needs to be what way it needs to conclude and mm-hmm. how the characters need to develop if you want to expand your world mm-hmm. or if you want to wrap it up in a specific way that has to be standalone and like i just think that's that's the magic i found about writing so far that like it's inexplicable at times how the story just wants to get out of you in a way that like you yourself like have no almost no control over that mm-hmm. it, it's it's just crazy like you know how, how would yeah. you been like you've been you've doing this so long and you're so good at it. like what, what's what's it like for you when you get into that kind of flow state where it's just the story's just fucking pouring out of you like yeah i mean that that is that is it i mean that is the i think the best part about writing <laughs> yeah it's the joke <laughs> it's isn't it just being a little conduit yeah, it's it is like really it you know it doesn't happen every day or you know not every week sometimes, but um yeah, when you get to that point and everything's just coming into uh into play at the same time, it's you know the same feeling I used to get. Um I don't know, playing uh, I don't know, playing in a band and everyone being in sync at the same time. Yeah, and then you know the crowd is going mental or whatever, and it's just like it's so pleasing because it's there's a moment you, where it's all yeah. just seems to be yeah. happening. And 100%. you can actually enjoy it, and that's that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah, and some euphoria creeps in there as well. Oh, it's like, hugely, you know, of course. And why yeah. wouldn't it? Because you yeah. didn't just fall into it; you you worked to get here. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just amazing. Yeah, I get the same feeling sometimes. Like I, I do love when I ever get the chance to like surf or snowboard. And there's moments where you just get like, um, sounds like. I don't know, really kind of like sad sometimes. You're like, yeah, bro, I caught the best wave. Yeah. Yeah, bro. No, yeah. Bro, I got it. That's me. That's me. Bro, I got it. Yeah, bro, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask something? Sorry, sorry to interject. Mm, no, go for it. But even kind of sorry when you were touching upon it and Vinny was talking about, to paraphrase just how the story just at a certain point comes out and i always mm. think of like characters that i really like i like ty burrell in in uh modern family i think he's mm. i think it's such a wonderful mm. character phil, dunphy. You know? uh, phil yeah phil dunphy yeah and i think you know cartman at south park i mean I, again i think any mm. any genre but i always thought like mm. they were great in, they're great when they're introduced and sometimes they become they take on such a life of their own that i could be mm. like in my day-to-day life i'd hear something and think that is exactly something that randy marsh would have said yeah that phil dumphy would have said and eventually when they get to a point where especially the writer somebody with enough talent to bring him into existence where you've get breathed so much life into them that mm. it's it's like a, a good friend that you know and you'd be mm-hmm. thinking like oh if he was here now he'd probably say yeah. something about this or if he was doing this he'd probably overreact because that's just yeah. typical him and mm. you've read so much life into them that they that they, they do take on forms of their own and you can mm. think of something that joey would have said in friends yeah. and something that phoebe would have said in friends and something chandler would have said in friends mm. so you've given you've given them so much it's, it's, and is there something do you take a lot of pride in that um when something comes to life so much that it almost feels it's slightly external of you that yeah. you could just picture them. Like I could, I could say, what would this character from your um, avatars, uh, yeah, book mm. react if 
I put them in X scenario and instantly mm. it starts coming to mind because you've, mm. you've, you've, you've breathed so much life into them. Like, is that something when it gets to that critical mass, I'm going to call it, is that just something that's very, very exciting? Because I know battle scenes are yeah. exciting, but that must be very exciting when something exists in such mm. a three-dimensional so. way. Yeah, I think the best part for me is is kind of an extension of that, whereby um, you've created maybe a couple of characters. And I had this with Heavy Lies the Crown, and it was um, quite a fast book to write because it was the characters were established. It's the second book in the series, the the plot, the problem, the peril, they're all very well established. And so I just had these characters, you know, walking along a road, essentially, and they're having... I wouldn't say the most hilarious, but a pretty fucking funny conversation. And I'm like cracking up as I'm writing it because I, part of the time it's not me that's actually thinking up these words. I haven't planned out, you know, the the wit and the banter along the way. I plan mm. out, you know, kind of paragraph level and it's very kind of um, a very small granularity. But yeah, it's just, you know, these, these characters, three or four characters interacting, giving each other shit and throwing shade around. And it's, it's just funny as fuck. <laughs> it's the only way I can put it. It's just super entertaining for me because I feel like it's like introducing two friends and seeing them that haven't met each other and seeing them get along so well, or even just seeing the drama of, you know, someone, you know, that's not going to get along. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be fun. You know, awkward, awkward scenes are sometimes as fun as, you know, um, you know, comedic scenes. So yeah, with that, it's, it's just fun to see that kind of interaction and just watch it all, you know, over it all like an overlord and just be there to kind of transcribe it essentially and be, mm. you know, one of those uh, court stenographers, you know, <laughs> for, for a dialogue that you're necessarily not part of, but you've set up. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, that's, I think, where I get, I have my most fun as well as obviously, yeah, aside from the flow state, the battle scenes and building the world of research. I mean, there's so much fun to be had writing a book, but yeah, when your characters take on a true life of their own, um, mm. whether by your design or their own, it's yeah, you just sit by and watch. It's, it's <laughs> both though, isn't it? It's by mm. your design and, and their own. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. of what I, why I worded it as bred life into them. That just seems to be mm. a point where they can just almost exist without you in, in, in your exactly. head. Exactly. That's incredible. It's an incredible thing to be it able to do. It is weird. Yeah, people do kind of um, really connect with like certain characters as well. Um, Farden, for example, is just like a reader favorite amongst the people that read like my books and multiple series because he's just a bastard, but he's fun and entertaining and he's dark and he's witty and he's obviously very powerful and skilled at what he does and like you know woe betide anyone who tries to mess with him but yeah he just took on a life of itself and yeah he's kind of like my main character that a lot of my other characters have kind of spun off and been almost like isolations of Farden's character in them in their own rights um but yeah it's kind of fun <laughs> like a big old family now <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's that's the best thing though like when you do character development that like they do like all their personalities become very individualistic like you know and even sometimes when you go back and you do rewrites and you'd see lines of dialogue and like no he wouldn't say that he would say that like you know yeah, that kind of thing yeah, like yeah. and and or sometimes you come up with plot points and then yeah, eventually as the story unfolds the character will nearly almost assign themselves or herself to that specific key plot device or something mm. and you wouldn't, wouldn't have been something you planned it's just the way they developed as a character and you're like well yeah. i can actually use that character in this way you know it's just something that happened to me yeah. recently like where it's something that was kind of i was bugged down do you ever like get this little thing you know how it's supposed to happen but you don't know how the exact way it's meant to be yeah. or something no you know? that hasn't to ben uh, ben's talented yeah. <laughs> no that happens it's the worst yeah. like it's like you know exactly what a and c is but you just can't figure out b you know that kind of mm -hmm. way 
and that happened to me the other day and then this character that kind of seemed to have slightly grown important throughout the book and kept surviving these instances and then eventually I was like oh I can use that character for that mm-hmm. and then I was like fuck savage <laughs> you know what I mean I was like <laughs> I was like awesome yeah. finally that answers the question and this that's the thing with character development that sometimes they themselves the whatever way the story develops they can actually answer questions that you've been posing yourself for mm. months and you don't even you never even anticipate until the moment comes you're like oh i can actually use that character in that way because they've kind of come alive in a specific way that you never intended in the first place or you know mm. yeah i love that yeah when they that literally happened at the end of forever king and i can't talk about that because that is a big old spoiler but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah your hands are tied obviously in a lot of your mm. writings but I am um, me and my uh, brother. I said we're going to re- read a book together because the last book I read with him was one by Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know back then. <laughs> um, but we said we're going to read a book together. So can you just for me one more time? What was the book you told me that is uh, uh, the book that would be good to introduce? Yeah, I would the, say the Chasing trilogy. Graves. Chasing yeah, Chasing Graves. Graves trilogy. Yeah, so it's you got Chasing Graves is book one, uh, Grim Solace is book two, and then book three is Breaking Chaos. Yeah, um, yeah. So look out! Look out for my solo se- dark fantasy. <laughs> look out for my solo series. Why Bengali is a hack. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read this to, book? Yeah. No, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> so uh, Ben, before we let's get the fuck out of here, do you, uh, do you want to tell the folks where they can find you and um, what yeah, you've got coming up you. and when it's coming up? 100%. Yeah, so you can find me online pretty much most places. Uh, I'm either at bengali.com, B-E-N-G-A-L-L-E-Y, or at linktree forward slash bengali. as all my different links to my books, site, social media. Um, Demons Range will be coming out this summer. Um, I've just launched a brand new um, Emanesca series box set. It was a brand new cover up with Wraith Marked. Um, you know, they're a fantastic publisher. And yeah, that's live on Amazon. So that's my most recent release. It's like a week out. Yeah almost a week and yeah other than that lots more books on the horizon plenty more to read already <laughs> and you're on audible as well aren't you i am yes yeah, so i've got chasing graves scars and chronicles uh and the heart of stone one of my uh, uh grimdark standalones um yeah that's those are all on audible um if you like audiobooks and then uh, emanesca should be coming out in audiobook this year as well man awesome uh thanks for coming uh, along and, and fucking hell you're so busy like uh do you have like anything and i'm gonna actually disclose but do you have anything that you've planned out like how many books do you have on the horizon do you think like <laughs> uh the last time i checked my ideas book which is on the other <laughs> desk uh i was up to somewhere around 140 150 ideas oh, which could either at least be 150 short stories uh, or novellas or, or novels. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be writing constantly. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> want, stop. Do you want to start a podcast? I'm thinking of upgrading. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, man, all right man. Ben. Thanks so much for being with us, man. man thank been you, guys. That was awesome. Good to let you out here. It's been fantastic. All right, <laughs> folks. You. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And that was MDK presents Ben Galley. See you next time, folks. Peace. Peaches. <laughs>